you know, a lot of it just being there, you know, just, just having, uh, having a good level of fitness for my family and, and, uh, being a good example for my kids and, and for the people that I come into contact with, that I work with, that I, that I go to church with just, I mean, that was kind of my motivation just to make, just to kind of reset at this point and, and, uh, get back into a, just a level of fitness where I felt that I should be really need to be. Yeah. Nice. I totally see that. And you know what I think is interesting when I hear answers to that particular question is oftentimes it's something specific. First off, like for you, the disc golf, like having just like, you have that moment where you remember feeling out of breath or slowing down. And now you're like, I want to nail that. And then there's also this component of doing this for something bigger than just yourself. All right, my friend, it's Dr. Anthony Balduzzi, and I want to welcome you back to another episode here on the Fit Father Project podcast. In just a moment, you're going to hear a conversation between myself and one of our Fit Father program members, Rich Albert. Rich is 51 years young, and a few years ago, he found our Fit Father programs because he wanted to shake up his health and fitness routines and really take things to the next level. Rich is a former athlete. He was an athlete in college and he actually maintained pretty good fitness into his 40s. But as he's creeping up into his high 40s, into his 50s, he wanted to try something new, something that'd be a little more effective for him at his age, and just really to shake things up in his fitness routine. He found our Fit Father program and he ultimately used our Fit Father 30X program series to lose fat to really get introduced to this new style of training for guys over 40, this metabolic resistance training. His fitness dramatically improved, and now he's going on to transition to focusing on building muscle with our Old School Muscle Program series. And Rich's story is awesome because he's a guy who, you know, is basically really taking charge of his health and fitness, who is super committed, who's following these programs to a T, and he's seen fantastic results. And he shares a lot of practical stuff on what's working for him and also how he's being a good steward and a fit father for his family for his kids who are also collegiate athletes and for his future. So I think you're really going to enjoy this conversation with Fit Father, Rich Albert. All right, Rich, welcome officially to the Fit Father Project podcast, my friend. Super happy to have you here. Love the American flag behind you. This is going to be a good conversation, I can tell. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. Well, this is fun for me. Like as I said before we hit record that I just... Well, first off, when we just started this conversation, I just started smiling when I saw you just because, I don't know, you have great energy about you. And um, I'm grateful that you went through this program and had so much success. So before we get into your journey, I'd love for you to introduce yourself to the guys and, and the ladies that may be listening to this podcast, a little bit about yourself, name, age, where you're from, and anything you'd like to share about your family or what you do for work. Yeah. So I'm Rich Albert, I'm 51, I just turned 51 in December. And I'm from Eldon, Iowa, which is a little small town in Southeast Iowa. Probably everybody, at least in the United States, who might be listening to this, knows something about Eldon, Iowa, even if you don't think you do. It's where the house that's in the background of American Gothic, the old guy with the pitchfork and the lady, that house is here. So if you're ever in the area, you need to visit. Nice. I'm uh, married. I've been married for over 28 years to my wife, Michelle. We have four kids. The oldest is a girl and then three boys. They're uh, 21, 23, 25, and 26. My daughter just got married. So I've got a great son-in-law too, Ryan. And uh, yeah, they're a great crew. Um, I work for a, let's just say a major agricultural manufacturer here in the United States. And uh, I've been in quality most of my career. If you're not associated with manufacturing, 
um, quality is kind of a weird idea, but, but, uh, now I'm, I, uh, I have responsibility for like compliance and, uh, internal audit and, uh, things like that within our factory here in the area. Nice. And what brought you to start to turn and pivot to focus on your fitness? I mean, you are an athletic guy. Imagine you were always an athlete. Kind of bring us into the story of, of what brought you to Fit Father Project, what you were doing your fitness around that time, and, and kind of how'd you find us? Yeah, so I was a small college athlete. My wife was as well. We met in college, and uh, uh, we got married the summer after we graduated. So, I mean, that's... 1992 was my last year of football. And really, um, for about 20 years after that, I, I kind of coasted. I, I really wasn't doing a whole lot. I mean, I had some weights. I had some, we had treadmill. I, you know, I, it was really start and stop. And um, you know, some of that fitness kind of stayed with me for, for a long time. And we started having kids early. So um, chasing kids and, and helping coach and do different things like that, that was that always kept us going, you know, walks with the family. We just did all that kind of stuff. And probably in my early thirties, I, my, my weight started to creep up a little bit. And, uh, probably the most I've ever weighed was about two twelve. I was like, you know what? I, I went up a waist size. I'm like I got to put the brakes on this. So I started to run and, and, uh, so I worked, you know, my weight back down to kind of a, you know, more comfortable area. And, and I just kind of floated around that, you know, 200 pounds for a lot of years, really. When I was in my early 40s, I uh, started to think, you know, I've got to, I, I want to see if I can actually build some muscle again as, you know, in my early 40s. Am I too old or not? So I started to comb the internet and look for different types of plans and different things. And, and uh, you know, we'd talk briefly, you know, bodybuilding.com, different programs. I went through a whole bunch of those and, and I, I saw some success. Um, the, the thing that, you know, over those 10 years, uh, that I really saw was that my body composition, even though I was building some muscle and, and things, I, it really wasn't where I wanted it to be. And, you know, if I fast forward through, through all that, it's, you know, get to around Father's Day last year. Um, and I think I had liked your, your uh, YouTube page, you know, a couple of years ago, maybe. And, and I would get, post, you know, get, get different things come through my email or come through Facebook and different things. And, and so that time I finally sat down and looked at it and I'm like, okay, Hey, old school muscle. That's what I think, uh, I like to lift, you know, let's, let's do that. And, uh, so I started to read through that and then it, you know, slapped me in the face. Like if your body composition isn't quite where it should be, if you're over 20% body fat, you should probably lean up. And of course, through all the training afterwards, you give a really good reason why. And uh, so I said, okay, well, let's look at this. And so I uh, went ahead and I did the year, you know, membership with the, and and started it on, on FF30X. Um, and yeah, I, you know, I, I kind of hate cardio. You know, I, I, I don't really like it very much. I don't like to run a whole lot. I'll do some hit cardio on the, on the treadmill, but um yeah, that, you know, FF30X kind of opened a whole new style where it's like, hey, I've got dumbbells in my hand and this is awesome, you know? So, so I, you know, it really, really fit me pretty well. I, I enjoyed that. So I wasn't, you know, uh, you know, hats off to some of these, some of these guys, you know, that are doing Fit Father and they have, you know, uh, it, it's humbling to see how far they come, you know, and I, you know, I I feel kind of insignificant. I'm like, well, yeah, I want to get down, you know, 
20 pounds or so and and you know see guys that have a long ways to go and they do it and it's it's just it's uh it's amazing you know to to see what they can accomplish but but yeah it took longer than i thought it would you know for me to get down that far it took about the whole ff30x to to drop that but well my level of fitness was just out of this world through that whole thing so i so yeah that's that's kind of what led me up to is just a my body composition isn't where it should be. I know I need to change that. I need to find something, and this looks like it can it can do it for me. Yeah, and I want to I want to talk about something that you mentioned there. Is I'm thinking about you back in the day in the college weight room, you know, with a barbell, you know, probably doing some squats, some deadlifts, some bench press, or whatever you guys were doing. And and you mentioned this is a much different style of training that you got introduced to, particularly with FF30X. Like, describe that a little bit more, you know? Like, what was your experience like doing these metabolic resistance training workouts? You know, the pyramid-style workouts like the Apex, you know? You're probably picking up some 20, 30-pound dumbbells to start. And what was it like learning this new style for you? Yeah, well, I took your I took your advice and I started light. So I, I'm like, okay, um, first Apex 10, I grabbed some 15s. And uh, I started on it. Now, I, I missed the point of like resting in between uh, different sets. So I just went after it. I just, <laughs> you know, if I needed to rest, I rested. And if I didn't, and I, I knocked it out in like 26 minutes, um, one to 10 down to one. But, and, and I was, I mean, I was spent, you know, and, uh, you know, I, I posted that and I got some responses like, what the heck, you know, and so what time to move up. So I moved up and, and it probably wasn't until, you know, at 25s and I started to get, you know, close to that 40 minutes and, uh, and then thirties and, and so forth. But, uh, that, you know, it, it was, it was good to just set, you know, set the clock and go and knock it out. Um, you know, definitely just kind of that background of having to, to work in the weight room, work, you know, with a bunch of other guys in the weight room and high intensity and, a lot of yelling and screaming and loud music and, you know, all that kind of stuff. I, I think it helped a lot with this because, you know, you can kind of draw back on that experience of like, you got to push through, you got to, you got to get it done. And, and so, yeah, it was, it was, uh, I really enjoyed it. And, and, you know, I'm halfway through OSM phase one, I kind of missing it. It's kind of might be sick in the head, but, you know, I'm kind of looking forward to, you know, rotating back into that again. And, and uh, it's just a, you know, good, piece of the puzzle to have for this whole process. Yeah, you're spot on. And I think something that you just brought up there is these are tools in your tool belt now. Like there'll be periods of your life, right, where you'll do these metabolic workouts like the Apex 10. There's periods where you'll do more classic strength training like OSM, but you can always cycle back and forth. And what I really love to see is, especially like you mentioned, some of the more undertrained guys in the group, how quickly your fitness does improve when you start the Apex. Like many guys can't even finish the first workout. And then you get to like 30 days and you're halving your time and upping your weights. And it's really cool, really cool to see. I bet cardiovascular, you've improved tremendously throughout that. Yeah, I, I had one moment during a, you know, during the first phase that, uh, that probably really, you know, it, it made a big difference for the rest of the program, I think. And my wife and I went on a little mini vacation to uh, Kentucky and uh, we found a hotel that actually had a fitness room that was actually open in uh, July of last year. And I uh, said, okay, I'm going to go in. I'm going to get my Apex 10 done. I'm not skipping. So I got up in, early in the morning, 
I realized I forgot my headphones. I'm like, oh, great. Okay, well, they'll have a TV in there, surely. So I'll, I'll just flip that on and have something going. So I go in and TV doesn't work. And I noticed how hot it was when I walked in. And then I looked at the rack of dumbbells and they were all round. And so, you know, trying to do, you know, with hex, with hex dumbbells is way easier than trying to do it with round. And I told myself, I'm going to 30s today because I didn't have any 30s at home yet. And uh, just the excuses that were stacking up, you know, at, right there, it would have been easy just to turn around and walk out. But, uh, you know, one of the things that I was thinking, okay, well, if I turn around and walk out here, to be really true to this, I'm going to need to post that and tell everybody in the in the Facebook group that, hey, you know, I just, you know, chickened out on this or I found all kinds of excuses to not do this. And so I'm like, well, I'm not going to do that. I'm just, I'm just going to go ahead and and make this happen. And yeah, that was a rough, it was a rough workout. You know, um, I did, you know, you underestimate those round dumbbells and trying to do the, uh, you know, some of those moves and it's like, but, uh, yeah, from then on, I, I, you know, it was just kind of like, yeah, just push through, push through, get it done. I think what you bring up there is, is really important. I think that many, just because of the sedentary lives, jobs and families, many guys fall into the trap of, no longer pushing themselves physically and stopping to do hard things in this physical body. And for you, it seems like this program gave you the opportunity to rise to the occasion many times and to really push your physical boundaries, which is ultimately pushing what I would call your mental and your spiritual boundaries too. You know, it's, it's expanding you as a, as a person and you start to become the kind of guy who lives in integrity and, and attacks hard things. And it made for many guys, it's just reawakening that part of yourself that was like a little dormant after some time. It's really cool to hear that moment. I can see, I can see without all these excuses in that hot little dingy <laughs> hotel gym, right? But you still push yeah. through, and I bet it felt great afterwards. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you're definitely proud of yourself. You know, like okay, I mean, I had a whole list of excuses that would have been easy to to just walk out, but you know, I did it. So, and I, you know, I gave it my all. I want to talk about the nutrition side of things. How much weight did you lose in the first phase of Fit Thirty X? Did you say you lost close to the 20? No. So the first phase, I, I think I was down, oh, probably, probably six or seven or so. It went a lot slower. I know it, like when I, when I filled out, you know, kind of my goals and everything, I said, well, I want to hit 15. And, um, you know, that was an area where the nutrition was kind of coming along through the process. Um, you know, I looked at, at this of like, you know, the workouts that for me, that's, that's the easy part. I mean, I can get in and, and like I said, like when I was about 42, since that time, I've been consistent with, with lifting. I mean, I, a few years ago, I, I put the weight room in my basement and made it a lot easier. And before that, I went to our local school uh, where I was a volunteer coach. And that part has just always been easy. It's the, it's the nutrition that's a little bit tougher. So you know, there's some good habits that I've, that I've had along the way. Um, you know, several years ago, I was doing something where a shake was the morning, my morning, uh, you know, breakfast. And, and so it was easy to jump back into that. So, so I did that. And, and so I really just started to try to implement the things that, that came easy right away. So, you know, okay, I can, I can drink that water in the morning. It's a little Himalayan pink salt. So I do that. I, I can do the workouts every day. So I did that part. Some of the other parts, you know, like like the nutrition, I just had to kind of, you know, kind of get back in the habit of, 
all right, I need more vegetables. You know, I need to need to cut a few of these these different carbs out. I need to be mindful of when I'm eating and those kinds of things. And and so, you know, probably as I got into, you know, phase two, it, it got, got that a little more under control, phase three and, and all the way through that. So, and that's really, you know, when I kind of got, I started at 200 pounds, when I kind of got down to that, dropped under one, you know, 193, getting close to 190, that's when it really started to really feel, you know, just overall, just kind of things, you know, <laughs> disappearing as different yeah, areas. Leaner and meaner. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And so how, like, was fasting something that you'd ever done before this? Like any of the intermittent fasting stuff? So I had dabbled with, with intermittent fasting, you know, kind of doing a, you know, an eight hour feeding window or, you know, that probably that was the primary one or, you know, just skipping breakfast, right. And then eating noonday kind of in there. Um, I don't know. I didn't really ever experience a whole lot, you know, of, uh, success out of that, but I, yeah, I wasn't very consistent, but, um, yeah, I started, I started the 24 hour fast once a week, once I got into was that phase two. Um, and, uh, yeah, just started right up with that. And, and that was, yeah, that, that was different. And you said earlier, um, you mentioned a spiritual, you know, aspect to all this and, and, uh, yeah, it, you know, certain things, you know, and I'm a Christian and, you know, I, I'm like, well, God's pretty smart when, you know, he didn't say if you fast, if you decide to fast, if every once in a while you decide you think you might want to do that. He says, when, when you fast, you know, do, you know, conduct yourself in this way, obviously is the, the verse, but, you know, that was something, you know, I feel like, you know, we're, we're meant to do periodically is to do that. And, and, uh, yeah, I, I, it was, it's been a good experience for me you know, going through that. And just, just the whole point of, um, you know, I thought about this beforehand. I was, you know, thinking of the concept of willpower. Well, you know, is it willpower or is it self-discipline? And, you know, you know, you can't rely on, you know, people say you can't rely on willpower, but, um, you know, we do need to have some self-discipline in all areas of our lives. And that's one area to really practice that is in fasting is, is to, to really, you know, one show yourself that that you can you can do that, and and just to exercise some self discipline just with what you're eating and drinking and those kinds of things. Yeah, and I want to plus on that because I, I think that these little things that are kind of built into the Fit Father program that do build your self discipline, like getting that workout in when you don't feel like it, like starting to do the fasting, like being consistent with morning hydration they spill over into all these different areas of our lives because it just like increases this reservoir of self-discipline in general. And that's why I think a lot of guys experience such profound shifts beyond the physical. You know, it's because you end up gaining what I'll call like personal power because you're living in congruent to like these core values and in integrity. And I think that's just like incredible. Right. Yeah. So for you, what was the, what, what was the mission statement that you kind of set out on in the beginning? Like what were some of your deep motivations to give this thing a shot? Well, you know, like I said, I I had never gotten too terribly far away from, you know, what I would have considered an ideal weight. But, um, you know, in my early 50s, kind of had in my mind, you know, now is going to be the time where I'm going to really need to make sure that I'm getting my body composition where it needs to be. Um, you, you know, I don't have any little kids to chase. I mean, yeah, hats off to some of these older guys that have young kids. I mean, good for them. but. Uh, you know, my boys, 
they all play a lot of disc golf. Right? You're familiar with disc golf. And, uh, you know, over the last few years, I've noticed, you know, maybe I'm holding them up a little bit or something. And we play 18 holes and I'd, I'd be a little tired, you know, with that. So I actually had that on my mission statement that, you know, I'm going to, when I go and play with them, I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to keep up. I'm going to have plenty of energy to get through that and I'll be done. You know, I'll be fine at the end and we can go do something else. But, uh, you know, a lot of it just being there, you know, just, just having, uh, having a good level of fitness for my family and, and, uh, being a good example for my kids and, and for the people that I come into contact with, that I work with, that I, that I go to church with, just, I mean, that was kind of my motivation just to make, just to kind of reset at this point and, and, uh, get back into a, just a level of fitness where I felt that I should be really need to be. Yeah. Nice. I totally see that. And you know what I think is interesting when I hear answers to that particular question is oftentimes it's something specific. First off, like for you, the disc golf, like having just like, you have that moment where you remember feeling out of breath or slowing down. And now you're like, I want to nail that. And then there's also this component of doing this for something bigger than just yourself, which for you is now a family, a community and integrity thing, which you've always had. But I think those are important elements for people listening, like these mission statements and, and their motivations are they're for us, they're for others. It's a combination of all these things. I want to know what were some of the things that stand out as like biggest lessons that you've learned along your journey so far? These could be specific tactical things around, you know, do this because it helps your joints feel better or this kinds of nutrition, or they could be more like psychological things, getting back on track. What were some things that really stood out as lessons you've taken away from this experience? I'd say, you know, probably the the biggest one that sticks out to me is this whole uh, concept of, you know, eating in such a way that your, your, your blood sugar normalizes. So, so, um, I was kind of, you know, I've always been kind of a snacker. I, you know, I, I would, uh, you know, eat something and then a few hours later might have something or, you know, that's, I didn't always realize how, how big of an effect that can have on you and how it can, you know, kind of lead to that, uh, insulin, you know, um, issues. And, and yeah, so, so I, once I came aware of that, I really, it, it just, there's just one of those things that just hit home for me. It's like, you know, be very mindful of when you want to turn that on. When you want to generate insulin, be very mindful of when you want to do it and don't turn it back on until there's been sufficient time that it's gotten back to where it should be. And I don't know why that, that's just something that, that just probably out of anything. And, and I, since I started, I was mentioned to my, uh, to my mom, today's her birthday, actually. And so I was talking to her earlier and I, and I, uh, I said, I could probably count maybe two times since I started that I've eaten in between that window. And, uh, it's pretty amazing how it makes you feel, you know, I'm, I'm not near as tired in the afternoon. I used to get pretty tired in the afternoon. So during this process, you know, I, I tend to have more energy. But, uh, you know, my, my dad, um, who passed away uh, a year ago, um, had type two diabetes and, and, um, you know, I don't, I've never had a bad blood test. I, I mean, I get a physical every year. I I've, I've never had a doctor tell me, Hey, you're on a bad path. I mean, it's just always really been, you know, green light every, every time I go to the doctor every year, you know, I could, I can see how not taking care of that and, and how, you know, not managing 
your you know your your blood sugar and and how insulin works in your body it can lead to that i mean i understand that so um and you know i just think well you know with family history i probably should just be be more careful with that so um that definitely stuck out to me um the uh just metabolic resistance training i mean that that really it kind of stoked my fire again. It's like, hey, I'm getting, I'm getting cardio work in here, and I don't hate it. <laughs> you know, you may have heard of it before. You know, a program called the Blueprint, right? Kind of in reference to Arnold. Um, you know, that in my mind, honestly, I mean, that's that's more of what Fit Father. You know, FF30X OSM to me is more. You know, that's kind of especially for us guys that are a little bit older. I mean, that's kind of the blueprint to follow, you know, the rest of the way through. So, yeah, I don't know about anything else that uh, just, you know, holistically, I mean, everything just, it fits, you know, fits my lifestyle great. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's the key, right? Something you could totally sustain now. What you said about the blood sugar is, one, just so true, but two, I think in every man's journey, there's a couple of these aha moments and they're different for every guy. But for you, that was like the one that completely probably changed your relationship to like when you feed your body for the rest of your life. It's like the idea of turning on and off, understanding the impact of these foods and that snacking is not just benign and that you have a proactive plan. You eat more or less on a schedule. It's huge. I just think that's like, that's really powerful because now I don't believe you're no longer running on willpower. It's when you have these deeper level understandings and frameworks, it's easier to stick to these things because you know the why. You got a really good reason. And that's awesome. How did you navigate over the course of time and stick in this program, like free meals, cheat meals, or any time there might have been holidays? Like, how'd you navigate those times in the seasons of life where there's different different pressures or even just like choices to have something that might not be exactly on the plan? Yeah, well. I have a big, uh, I made a change several years ago that, that, uh, I think in a lot of ways helps avoid <laughs> a lot of those traps. My wife in, in, um, I think it was 2015, the day before Thanksgiving, got a call from the doctor. She'd had some tests done. Said, they said, you have celiac disease. And so she, from that day on, she cut out anything with, uh, with gluten in it because she can't, she can't digest it. And, uh, immediately, was feeling better. It took me probably a year and a half or so. And I'm like, well, it's just going to be easier for us if I just follow along with that lifestyle. So I just, I just did. And that removes <laughs> a whole lot of things. I mean, you come to a holiday, right? Okay. You got meat, you got vegetables, maybe some, some carbs here, and but you're probably not going to eat any pie, right? You're not going to eat any of this, you know, other stuff that, that had, you're not going to eat any, any rolls. And you know whether or not somebody chooses to do that or not. It it's it went a long ways in in just removing a lot of bad things. You I mean I'm not going to eat pasta. I'm not going to eat you just anything with wheat, barley, rye. So so that helped. That was a huge a huge help. Some people can't fathom. You know, like hold on a second. How would you get rid of that? Of course, now there's sugar and there's those kinds of things. So you know. And there's gluten-free options that are not that healthy for you either. So, you know, I think back to this last uh, holiday season. Oh, and, and my wife jumped on board too here, you know, partway through she with Fit, Fit Mother Project. So so together, you know, we're just kind of like, yeah, we know what we can eat. We know what we can't eat. Um, we're going to, you know, maybe indulge a little bit here with with something. with, But, but still kind of within that window. That, 
you know, we kind of go back to that is like, yeah. okay, I had my meal. Oh, here's a, you know, today I'm going to have this little, it's, it's Thanksgiving or it's Christmas. I'm going to have this little, you know, treat over here that I can have, but I'm going to have it right after. I'm not going to be the, okay, well, let's, let's wait an hour, let everything settle, right. which can be tough when you're around a whole bunch of people are like, okay, the meal's done and you're not bringing dessert out. And that's happened, that's happened in a, another setting. And, uh, it's like, well, I pass because I kind of missed that window and I'm, I really don't want to do that. You know, maybe, maybe a couple of times I said, I can count maybe twice where, where maybe I did that. But as far as the, you know, the free meals, you know, we mentioned beforehand, I've got kids, I've still got two kids that are college athletes. And so we end up out to, uh, indoor track meets right now is, is the season and outdoor meets will be coming up and, um, cross country season was this last fall. So we had one running that. So that's kind of where those free meals would fit in. You know, it might be a, you know, Chick-fil-A and get some of those chicken nuggets or, you know, maybe, uh, some Chinese or some Chinese places that you can, you can kind of get, you know, on the healthier side. Um, yeah. Something decent. Yeah. Some chicken, broccoli, kind of whatever kind of situation. Yeah. Yeah. Better than, you know, the, the, the burger and, and fries and that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, that's an important point, right? I mean, now that you, you kind of, once you're in a rhythm, you can make smarter choices and things closer to your, your through line, wherever you're at. And that's great. Okay. As we go into like the, the back wrap part of this, I want to talk about your experience building muscle and transitioning from these metabolic workouts into what you're focusing on right now is old school muscle, you know, full body strength training a couple times a week. You know, what's it, what's your experience been like so far, both in the transition from the leaning up to gaining some mass and, and generally just the training, um, in OSM. So all the way through FF 30 X, I did the two MRT days and I did the two lifting days all the way through. So that's that extra free day. That was my second lift day. Um, so I think that helped that transition. Yeah, no doubt. So the first two weeks of old school muscle, um, you know, those lifts, I got through those workouts. I wasn't sore at all. But man, when you add that extra set in, in week three and week four, um, I noticed that. And I actually had to take a couple of uh, a day, a couple of days where maybe maybe instead of a hit workout, it was just I got up and I just walked on a treadmill for a little while. Um, that extra volume was something else. Oh, and and then the light day, the the volume on that day. I would say before FF30X. That's where I was starting to notice um, with my lifting a lot of issues with volume. Um, you know, I'd have I have like some tendonitis up in here, and, and and over the years I've had a few where it'd take you know three, four, six months for something to finally work out and go away. Um, it, I've not really had any of that soreness. Um, I mean, really, the only thing just a little bit when I added that extra volume on the you know we three and four. So now this week I just changed up all my, all my lifts and I added some, you know, that, uh, I got a hamstring right now. That's kind of, <laughs> kind of tight, but, um, but you know, you know, now it kind of felt like a little step back, but mixing the workouts up a little bit and adding some that I've not really traditionally done. You know, I like the program, how it kind of forces you, okay, get away from these, do, do something different. And so I'm like, okay, well, gosh, what's a, what's a Zercher squat? Okay. I guess I'll try that. And I got the harness for that. So it's, you know, so that's been pretty neat. You know, did those this morning and, and 
you know, I, I just, I enjoy the, the variety, how it's mixing up and it's not getting, none of it gets old. And, um, you know, before I, I was doing something for a number of years that, that was very CrossFit-ish, um, you know, and, and, you know, there's certain things I like, uh, you know, explosive, some of the explosive lifts and those kinds of things. But, uh, I definitely had some injuries, you know, along the way, um, with, with those programs and, and you go down for a while and, and then you come back and yeah, I've been real fortunate through this whole process. I haven't had one injury that slowed me down. So it's, it's worked out real well. And I feel like FF 30 X just kind of, especially with my core. Oh yeah. But your core, Renegade Rose <laughs> probably ripped your core all the way through that thing, huh? Yeah. I think uh, that, you know, and I've actually started to do back squats again. I had, I had, I tore my, uh, in my right knee, I tore my meniscus coming out of the hole in a, doing a squat workout back in, in August of 20. And, um, so I've started to do some more of that, but you know, I'd always, my lower back would always hurt though. Uh, so it's kind of, it healed up for, I mean, I'm, I still feel it in my, in my knee, but, but in the, in the, uh, back squats, I'd always kind of struggle with my lower back. And, uh, you know, I kind of think now it probably was just all a core issue and, you know, cause I've not had any back soreness, um, doing this and I, I'm, trying to be smart and not go super, super heavy. And, you know, I've got the hex bar for that, but. You know, I think like with the workouts in FF30X, all the phases between all the swings, all the front loaded like squats and all the things you're doing, it's totally conditioning your core and your low back in general, just to be like rock solid for barbell lifting. So I'm glad you experienced that. That's fantastic. Yeah. I hate swings, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, but I do. Most sane people do, especially when you do the heavy swings. (laughs) Right. Nice. To wrap this up, I want to have two questions for you. First one is like, what's in the pipeline for you this year? Like, what are the aims? You know, we're we're kind of in the beginning of February now. Year's already flying by. What would you like to accomplish with your health and your body this year? Yeah. So um, I think that that's a a key point. Is you know, I I do sit down and I kind of look out and and map out a period of time. You know, are there any things that I really want to be more or less prepared for? Um, I, you know, I didn't start OSM without knowing what I was going to do after that. I think that is a key point to always know what you're going to do next um, before you even start. And uh, in all through FF30X, I found myself about halfway through the one phase looking ahead to the next one, you know, and, and just getting ready for that mentally and um, but for this year, um, you know, we've got outdoor track season with, with a couple of the boys, uh, last year they qualified for nationals. It, this is in the NAIA and that meet is down in Gulf Shores, Alabama. And, um, so we've, you know, we're just kind of banking on that they'll make it. If they don't, we're going to go on vacation down there. So that's kind of my next thing. So I want to get through OSM phase one and, uh, I'm probably going to spend the time after that until, you know, we head down there just kind of leaning up with FF30X and, and working my way through that, kind of hitting some of the phases for a week or two and getting to that uh, phase three, month three for a month before we, we leave. And then after that, probably go into OSM phase two and uh, and start in on that and take a look at phase three. But, you know, I'm, I'm just going to kind of evaluate after, you know, as I get to the ends of those. That's what I love about this program is that you can say, okay, you know if you're going to be in a calorie surplus, right, you're going to, you're going to put on some, you know, some weight that 
you don't want to keep very long. So, so I'll take a look at where am I at assess? Do I need to hit, you know, some, some MRTs for, for uh, a phase or two and then go back in. So I might just really see this as a, as a awesome template just to use going forward, yeah. you know, and yeah. I guess until I can't, can't move anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how long down the line that is. I have a feeling you're going to be cr- crushing into your 60s and beyond. I mean, it's it's amazing that it, your body can kind of become a little bit like an adventure and a project. You know, like once you have these templates, you you get to just keep on choosing. And, you know, I love what you said about setting a plan. You evaluate at these junction points, you reset plans. And I love how you're using this. I love how you're using all these tools. It makes me so happy. Last question I have for you is what does it mean to you to be a fit father? Yeah. Um, it was kind of funny. The uh, You're probably familiar with the guy that has a lot of great one-liners. You know, he, one of them, he says, uh, strong people are harder to kill than weak people and more useful in general. You probably heard that one before. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, it really means being able to to be useful, you know, for, for one thing, it's, it's to be present for your family, to be present for your community, to be able to, to, to be there. I mean, we, we live kind of in a, where I'm at an area that's kind of prone to floods, you know, from time to time, you know, to be someone who can come and help in that kind of situation. You got family that needs, needs physical help to be able to do that, to, to help your kids, you know, when they need, need something to be done, to be there, you know, for, for my mom, who's still, you know, still in the area and, and living alone and, you know, to, just to be, and I to hope, you know, maybe someday here, you know, some grandkids to be able to, uh, to get on the floor, to play with them, to, to run with them, to chase them, you know, just take them to the playground. I mean, all of those kinds of things that just, uh, you know, it's what it means to be a fit father is to be, be able to be present for anything that life is, you know, is throwing at you. I like that. Present capable, harder to kill, <laughs> and they're on the ground for your grandkids. I mean, that says it all, right? I mean, absolutely beautiful. I mean, I see that in your future, Rich, and I want to just thank you for coming on, sharing your story, and and for walking the walk. It really inspires me to see, you know, you just kicking butt with this. And I, I hope to hear from you if and when you adventure into OSM phase two and phase three. I want to hear how those go for you as well. And Congratulations on your success so far and all the continued success you'll have with this program. And our, our team's just like, we're thrilled for you. Congratulations, Ben. I appreciate it. Yeah, I've, I've enjoyed this discussion. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Fit Father Project Podcast. If you love what you heard, please rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts. It really helps spread this show to more men who need this valuable info. To watch full video episodes of this podcast and other motivational videos to inspire your training and more, Visit our Fit Father Project YouTube channel. It's free and everything's made for busy guys over 40 like you. Visit youtube.com forward slash Fit Father Project to get access to our entire video library. And finally, if you or someone in your life is interested in becoming a fit father or needs help losing weight, building muscle, and living healthier after age 40, then visit fitfatherproject.com where you can see our proven programs, supplement line for guys 40 plus, and free meal plan and workouts to get you started. This is Dr. Anthony Balduzzi signing off. I'll see you in the next episode.